but it's one of those games where you just get lost in it for hours on end and then you realize it's 4am and i don't mean mm-hmm. in game i mean yeah, 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 yeah. IRL, it's 4am <laughs> you just look outside and you see like two birds f- <laughs> so yes yeah. is that the dedic- is that the allocated time for for some bird f- 4am well yeah like for like that's when i hear all the birds screaming at 4am so i imagine a f- <laughs> Not all, not not all animals sound like foxes when they're humping, David. Well, yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Have you ever heard a dog just go, because it's humping? Yes, yes. My answer is yes. Were you humping the dog? Anyway. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The human How torch. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Audrey! 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 Audrey, look at me! Yeah, Audrey! Audrey! We're on in we're on in five. I'm on right now. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> um, that's going to be the intro. Hey everyone, it's it's us again. <laughs> it's the the film. I, I called us on Facebook today. The filmy in boys. Oh god! Said so while the filmy in boys are busy you getting you guys a new episode. Oh god, my mate in work is going to be bullying me for that now. Filmy in boys. It's us again. Oh. It's welcome to the filmy in podcast. Uh, we're here to film you in. Because that's what the filmian boys do. We film you in. Hard. Fast. And only with consent. Um, wow, that didn't sound bad at all. <laughs> it's me, Xander. And uh, I'm with David again. Hi. Um, some of you may be disappointed to just hear our voices because we were uh, hoping to have Mr. Jason O'Malley from Taste Radio back on with us. But unfortunately, he has got caught up at work. So um, he's not here today. Yeah. So it's just us. Fun. I was so, enjoying to- I was looking forward to talking to James as well. I met him. Yeah, uh, but we will be getting him on again soon, uh, in September sometime. So yeah. don't you worry. Um this week we're gonna be talking about the Umbrella Academy. Second season yeah. came out last week, so we've watched both seasons again in preparation. Yeah. And we're gonna discuss those. But first, David, you've done some research about what might be considered news. Yeah, so um firstly, like if you've ever if any of you ever heard um have you heard of Antebellum by the way, Xander? Yeah, the horror movie. Yeah. That's um getting a video on demand release in September, which I'm cool. quite happy about to be honest. Yeah. Um because I've been really wanting to see that film and obviously with COVID and everything like right, it's a bit more annoying to go to the cinema, so I'm glad that that's actually gonna be coming out. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um James One is developing a Night Rider movie reboot. This was announced twelve hours ago apparently. And that okay. is the weirdest combination of things I've ever heard of in my life. But it makes so much sense because James yeah. Bond's career is fucking mad at the moment. It is. It really is. Um, like, how can you even do Knight Rider in these days? Just, I don't know. It's just a, just a car, isn't it? It's just a talking car. Yeah. It's literally just cars. Like from <laughs> Disney. But without Wilson. I'm Terminator. No, your name is Knight Rider. I'm Terminator. <laughs> Um, uh, John Wick 5 has been confirmed as well yeah I sent this to you last night yeah, they've, they're, yeah. So they're going to be shooting John Wick 4 and 5 back to back which is uh, pretty which cool which is cool but yeah. at the same time like we said to each other it's like 
I'm not sure how I feel about it. In one aspect, I'm happy I get to see more John Wick. Yeah. In another, I kind of want to see it get resolved, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded it being four movies. But if if it takes five movies to resolve it, fine by me. Yep, fine by me. As long as it's good, it's okay. It's yeah, man, definitely. Um, DC Fandom um, has been announced uh, later this month, which I'm actually, even though I don't give a shit about DC too much, I'm actually quite excited. Yeah, yeah, I th- I th- this has been on the cards for ages. Yeah, and um, they've actually given it a, like a proper release uh, date. I think it's the twenty eighth. Cool. Um, we'll probably like suicide, the Suicide Squad has been confirmed to be there, like with footage and. Um, I was going to say, yeah, we'll like, probably see something from that. Um, yeah, we'll be getting a trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. Gonna be some cool stuff. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be cool. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Captain yeah. Marvel 2 got a direct with Nia DaCosta, which yeah. from what I um, um, remember, she has directed the Candyman reboot, haven't she? Yes, she has, and that looked really good. So Yeah, so that's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Is. That. Definitely. I'm quite yeah. Um I'm also yeah. the I think probably the biggest news that came out this week was about Mulan. Yeah, I was about to get to that. So Mulan has been, and by the way, there's been a like small update on that. So that has been confirmed. Basically, you can buy Mulan on Disney Plus, which is cool. Yeah, for thirty dollars, which is not cool. It sounds like so. It, it, it looks is like to keep forever. It looks like as long as you stay subscribed to Disney Plus. Yeah, well, um, I think even if you don't like you don't stay subscribed, I think they might be doing like a kind of Amazon Prime thing, maybe. Where they have like, if you purchase Disney, like something. No, they've, Plus. they've no, they've said it's just for people oh, who stay. Some f- then again, though, Disney Plus is only like what six quid a month, so like it's fair enough that like they're doing, you know, be able to purchase Disney movies on here. Um, but for thirty dollars, it's a it's, lot of money. It's a weird one. I th- I think we're still getting it in cinemas. So I yeah, don't well, think it's not like skipping theatrical release. Yeah, no, it's, it's just it's, this an is, extra option. This is just for America as well at the moment. This this offer. They'll 100 bring that over here though, like they'll they'll make that work. Probably, yeah. Because um, I know that like Disney Plus is supposed to be releasing in like finished releasing in almost all countries by the time Black Widow is out. Yeah. And so I imagine they're gonna do the same Black Widow now. So I imagine some Maybe. of their like less anticipated move, like Endgame, something like that, wouldn't have ever done that. No. Like they wouldn't have done it for that. But something like Black Widow and Mulan. Something not so anticipated. I feel like they'll be starting to do this a lot more because, like, the video on demand thing has been, you know, getting a bit more popular. But it just means that piracy is going to be rampant as well, especially for thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it just feels a bit like much for like since Universal were doing it for sixteen. Yeah, were, and now... like granted that's for a rental, but I imagine I remember um, in the US it was twenty dollars for. A rental, and then I know with um, Scoob they allowed a twenty-five dollar purchase. Right. So it's an it, like yeah, it's an extra five dollars more, but at the same time, five dollars is like probably a ticket somewhere. I know, but it's just like, why did Disney have to make it so much more expensive? Why? Why I, do they have to? It's because it's Disney. That's literally the only thing. Like, it's I know, Disney it just, is a big it just new movie. Rub, rubs me the wrong way. That's all. Um, hundred percent. Uh, other than that, movie news wise, there's not too much more. There are there is a little bit of game news. 
um, if you want me to talk about that at all. Uh, yeah, go on. So um, there was a certain state of play yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there was supposed to be really revealing, um, well, the leak suggesting that they were revealing the new COD. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> Which is quite funny to me, to be completely honest. I like the because everybody was so excited to see COD in a state of play, but like state of play is for less like lesser known titles and something a bit new and a bit indie. Yeah, like, that's what state of play is for. But then um, there is rumored to be another like PS5 reveal event um, later this month. But then um, one of the things that got revealed, which makes me very intrigued in PSVR finally, is Hitman 3 and Hitman 1 and 2 will all be playable in VR from the launch of Hitman 3. Oh, right, okay. Which is, it's an interesting thing because, like, a lot of Hitman's, like, charm and everything like that is through how sandboxy it is, and I want to know whether that's going to be transported into VR well enough, for one. And two, whether it's going to be, um like... Because a lot of the way that you deal with stuff in Hitman is you crouch behind a corner and then you throw something up to somebody, but you have to, like, you've got a targeting system that locks onto them easily. But in yeah. VR, that's one of the things that they haven't fully sorted out yet, except in, like, from what I know, um, Half-Life Alex, Like, the throwing in Half-Life Alex is apparently perfect. Right. And everybody loves it. So if they can get that down, like, that kind of mechanic down, Hitman could be the greatest VR game of all time. Because it's the, it's the kind of game that fits most into VR, if anything. Right. In, in my opinion, like, a sandbox game where you can just do whatever the hell you want and kill people in the best way possible to you and just keep on doing it in different ways. That yeah. fits so well in VR. Like, imagine being able to drop a chandelier on somebody in VR. <laughs> Sounds and fun. actually Sounds see fun. it happen. So I think um, that that's also confirmed one of my um, things when I talked about the um, PS5 reveal event when they announced uh, Hitman 3. Yeah. Um, I did say that I wanted to know whether like Hitman 2, 1 and 2 will be playable on Hitman 3 if you own them, and it looks like it is, um, which makes me very happy because I love Hitman 2. I love Hitman 1. I'm very excited for Hitman 3, and I want to be able to play them all on my PS5 when I get it. So, cool. yeah, that's... Um, um... That's some cool stuff. And then so some other like little indie games were announced. So they look kind of cool. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, there wasn't really... like that was a, It was a bit of a not disappointing, but just kind of annoying state of play because everybody was expecting um, Cold Cod, Black Ops, Cold War. Yeah, I was as well. Um, exactly. Because all the leaks were saying this and the other. And, you know, like, obviously, like, take leaks with a grain of salt. But at the same time, when it comes to COD, leaks are usually pretty on point. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's there's been a fair bit of news recently, like movie-wise, and then there's going to be a lot more at DC Fandom. Yeah. Um, there was that trailer I sent you yesterday for uh, I'm Thinking of Ending oh, yeah. Things. I loved that trailer. Genuinely but... one of the best trailers I've seen in a while. The only thing that makes me feel like a lot of people, like, a lot of people probably won't see it as soon as they'd hope is because it's coming out on the same day as the boys. Like I'm going to be watching. The no, boys I, I don't know. Anyway. It's, it's just, it looks like a really weird movie. It, it's, well, it's, yeah, by, it's by, Kaufman. it's by Charlie Kaufman. Who's done eternal yeah. sunshine of the spotless mind and uh, being John Malkovich and, uh, Anna Lisa. And, um, he, he's done some weird shit. And yeah. this looks like another weird movie. It's got Jesse Plemons, Tony Collette, uh, David Thewlis, 
and I'm I'm super down for it. That trailer has sold me to the hills and back. So I'll be oh, yeah, I'll be watching. I, I saw the um, I saw the thumbnail for it. And I saw that it was Charlie Kaufman. I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this trailer in a bit because I like Charlie Kaufman. But like, I feel like the average like the annoying thing with Netflix is the average you will not see that trailer and think, oh, I'm definitely gonna watch that. They'll just come across it months after its release and think, screw it, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Because that's just like Netflix culture nowadays. Unless it's like being pushed really heavily by Netflix, people won't see it. Like the Kissing Booth too. Yeah, the Kissing Booth too, buddy. To all the boys I've loved before, this, that, and the other. Like, buddy, stuff that gets pushed by Netflix gets really popular. Bird yeah. Box was really pushed by Netflix. Yeah. And it got really popular. And yeah. I still haven't watched because it was pushed by Netflix. Like, because <laughs> I. The, the thing is, when it gets really, really hyped up by Netflix, I imagine it's just going to be mediocre and people are just going to say it's it's amazing, this and the other. And I've heard the exact same thing when it comes to Bird Box. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. Then when I look at it, like, people look at it again. It's like, yeah, it was all right. It was just, you know, good at the time. Yeah. But I, like, I've been waiting for the, the hype to die down of um, Bird Box and I waited for the hype to die down and I forgot to watch it because I just didn't care. Right. Shall we move on to the right. main topic? Uh, yes. Question mark? Hooray! <laughs> um, Question mark? So, we watched The Umbrella Academy, seasons one and two. Um, yes. We're going to talk the first season, full spoilers, it's been out for a year, so that's fine. My- the second... Are we going to talk second season full spoilers? Considering it's been out for a week, for we, over a week now. We are, but we're going to give a spoiler alert for the second season. But we're, yeah. so we're going to give our vague thoughts first, and then go into yeah. spoilers for the second season later on. Um, but for now, let's talk about Umbrella Academy season one. So, okay, personally, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know, and James does as well. If James was here, he'd just be sucking the shit out of this movie. Um, this movie, <laughs> this TV show. He's so used to saying movie. Like, I'm this so is used the first to movie. Yeah. Done... Sorry, we lied to you. We're not. We're not. We're not here to film you in today. We're here to TV we're here to you show in. You in. No, show you in. That works better, but mine's yeah. funnier. So no, it isn't. T- I'm gonna. I'm here to TV you in. Oh God, that sounds like a STI. <laughs> <laughs> you got TV in. Listen, mate. You've, You've got TV in. Just come back positive. Positive for uh, for getting TV'd in. No, like, it's come back positive. You've got TV in. <laughs> and then they just drop onto their knees. No! And I then, should have worked them. And then me and you pop around the corner like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you enjoying We're that TV in? How about film a, you in? How about a film you in to go with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that meme of that guy, like, rubbing his hands together and licking his lips. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, so, I wrote... I'm very mixed on this show. I was when I first watched it, and I'm. if anything, I'm more mixed now. So I decided to make a notes page on my phone of things that bug me about the Umbrella Academy. Okay, should we go through them one by one, and then I can like tell you why you're wrong? It's two pages. Yeah, let's go through it then. Um, so the I'm first, tell you why you're wrong. the first one, the first thing I wrote was the show treats its audience like they're super dumb because I wrote well, yeah, like, because, like, I hate all of the captions saying when things take place, even though through context, it's super obvious. True. 
But at the same time, a lot of the people that watched this show in the first place never even heard of the comics. Like I no 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 no. It's not about the comics here. It's about the dates. So like something will happen when they're all kids and like oh yeah this is 1993 or whatever. It's like yes I know it's not today because they're children again. And then when they're adults, it's like back to today. And it's like yes I know that. And then it'll say four days ago and show something that happened. In the show, it's like, yes, I remember that because that was four episodes ago. I remember this shit. You don't have to treat me like I'm a f***ing child. That's yeah, one thing that winds me up. A lot of people are very forgetful. Like, Still. I, I, when it comes to me, I forgot everything about this show when I, I, and I had to rewatch it anyway. Well, that's after you've watched it, like, not know, while you're binge watching it. People, I know, but I know no a lot excuse. of people that forget. The like, show's treating me. watching it one, by, one episode by a week or something like that. The show's treating me like I'm an idiot, and I don't like it. Then... Well, you are an idiot. This is the thing that griped on me the most out of the whole thing. The soundtrack. The soundtrack, in a vacuum, is really good. Great songs. But it doesn't fit the show or the scenes they're used in. Okay, so, what? like, give an example then. Don't they use "Don't Stop Me Now" in an action sequence, in like the first episode? Yeah, it it's does not fit. Sequences everywhere. It does not fit. It's exactly. quite like it's quite an intense scene. Like these, the, this guy's having a quite nice moment with something from his future, and then these two assassins come in and they're like, "Right, here we go now. Let's start shooting." And Queen starts playing, and it's just it's not that kind of scene. And I realized that. This is a problem throughout the whole show because there is not a single action sequence that doesn't have a pop song over it. So you can like so your complaint is like the music does at the same time though, I felt that the music did fit the scene for the charm that they were going for and the mood they were going for with the show. Because the way that they go with the show is it's supposed to be a bit more fun and frantic. It's not supposed to be dark and Yeah, but like, like surely you just like that. They're just muddling the tone of the scenes because they're like, they're just saying like, oh yeah, okay, you don't have to take this scene. This scene, everyone's going to be fine at the end of this scene, so we're just going to put a fun song over it. Well, yeah, it's not like they're going to kill five in the first like episode, are they? Well, you, you don't know that when you're first watching it. So like, but you, it just well, gra- you obviously know that just, he's going to survive anyway because it's just like, it's a main su- character. It sucks all the tension out of every single scene when. I hear in the second season there's a scene where they just play the Backstreet Boys for no I reason. That. You be, right. This is what bugs me because it it just ruins the tension of the show. And that scene that the Backstreet Boys are in, it's a really it's like that's one of the most intense action sequences because two people look like they're gonna die, and one of them isn't a superhero. So you're like, oh my god, this might actually end badly. And then it en- that scene ends with a bit of a dark moment for one of the other characters. I'm, I'm trying to be vague here. To... Well, yeah, but like I'm trying to like see your annoyance. Like I can see your annoyance when it comes to like the tone of the scene, but at the same time, when you're watching the scene and you're just hearing like a good song, if it fits the action, if it fit like if it's timed well and it looks good and it sounds fun. No matter what, it's a fun action scene. Especially like in in the first but, season when it's a uh, Don't Stop Me Now, it's a fun action scene. They're not. Tr- it's so not a fun song. But like the way it's shot and the way it's coming across, it's not meant to be a fun scene. It's meant to be like a little bit scary. They're in. They're in. 
they're in a dark room and this kid at this point we know we just think he's a kid he's just been started being shot at by two men like two people in like bear masks I mean, That's... no, at this moment, we know that the kid's a 45-year-old or 53-year-old man. Well, in a then I've missed a bit, but you know what I mean? Anyway. It's it's just... Well, maybe you should have listened to the subtitles, Ander. Right, why are you being a cock? Why are you being a cock for? <laughs> um, right, so then, moving on from that, I'll get back to that later on. So then I've written, the show is trying to be a dark comedy, but it doesn't quite strike that tone consistently enough for it to even be a, a comedy or a drama. It flip-flops between tones all the time, seemingly at a whim, and it doesn't seem to want to... It doesn't try and merge them seemingly enough. Okay, I do agree with you on this bit, just because, like, the the comedy in it isn't dark comedy, it's just comedy. It's funny. It's it's good comedy as well. Yeah. I I enjoy a lot of the comedy. Like, it makes me laugh quite a bit, I I will admit. I, I genuinely enjoy the funny moments, and the dark moments are good, they don't strike well together, but at the same time, yeah. you just look at them, you know, as a whole. Like you look at the show as a whole, it's got got it's got like a bit of everything, and they're exactly. just trying to appeal to the fan base and they're trying to appeal to the source material as much as they can, but they're also trying to make something a bit new, and um, that's where I think like the second season did a lot better because they found their stride a little bit more because there's a lot of dark like yeah. in the first season, class has a very 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 dark like entire character arc. Yeah. Like, he's the most fun-loving character at the start of it, even though he's, like, the junkie and everything like that. He's just a, a lovable goof. But yeah. then, like, literally halfway through, he goes into this massive character change. Yeah. And, yeah, like, the, the moments work well, though. Like, you can't, like, say that they don't work well. Together, they don't work as well. But as a separate moment, no matter what, the, the scenes work well. I've like, just... they do what they're supposed to do. I've just well. realised... If anyone's not heard of this show, then we've just jumped straight into the criticism and haven't talked about the plot. I mean, then again, no, most people have heard of this show about it. It's one of the most popular shows on Netflix currently. Okay, let, let's just go through it. So basically, this is a... The Umbrella Academy is based on a comic book written by Jared Way, the elite singer of uh, My Chemical Romance, and someone else who's not as famous. Um, it's <laughs> basically... Uh, in 1989, uh, is it... How many women is it? Like 50? Uh, I think it's 27 women became pregnant at like the 11th hour yeah. of um, one night. They, they None of them were pregnant beforehand. They just gave birth on the 11th hour. And yeah. um, this really rich guy called Reginald Hargreaves decides to go and buy all these kids because he believes that like all these kids has a, like, a, a special power of some form. So he buys and, seven of them and yeah. creates a superhero academy kind of like the X-Men. But yeah. he's just not as nice and a lot meaner to them. Well, he's a he's a right he's a right twat. Yeah, he's a bad. He, he just treats he just treats them as experiments. Basically, yeah, and like that's what they go through the entire like the entire show. Yeah. So the um, like, but then the show takes place about thirty years after that, and they're all grown up. Most of them have moved on with their lives to other things, um, and one of them uh, disappeared when they were like thirteen. And he comes back through a time portal and he's like, yo, listen, when I disappeared, I accidentally jumped to the future and the apocalypse is going to happen in 10 days. So I'm here to fix it. Let's do it. Just going to clarify, with five, when I said there's like a 53-year-old man, uh, one, they never actually got names as a kid. They were assigned numbers. So they were like number one through seven. 
and five is the one who um, jumped into the future and like lived in the apocalypse. I think it was for thirty-five or forty years. He lived yeah. in the apocalypse, um, and then got to, like brought onto this thing called the Commission, which are a company that deal with time. So they literally just help the flow of time and make sure that certain things happen in a certain way, so that like the events can unfold the way they're supposed to. Because of time anomalies, this and the other. But five jumps back into 2019 and um, tries to save his family from the apocalypse after leaving the like leaving the commission. Yeah. So um, that's where like the first episode like starts off and just like sets the entire story out. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting concept, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a good concept. It's kind of and gothic. I, I thought it was a good show. It's kind of a gothic X Men and slightly darker X Men. It's like X Men if it was a bit more realistic though, and in and, a sense, just because it starts like showing these people as like as they actually are and as actual people when and they everyone you know, was like the worst person. Well, yeah, because like they were grew up, they grew up in like the worst kind of scenario, and so they focused on like the things that would help them kind of negate their abilities. Yeah. So, uh, like for example, Klaus, he became a drug addict because um, his ability is he can see the dead, but with when he's like drunk or just not sober, he can't conjure the dead. Yeah. Um. Best char- be- the best two characters without question are Klaus and Five, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Right, just yeah. making sure we're not having an argument about that because there no, are Cl- Klaus is my favorite character the entire show, and then Five is a very close. Second. There, there are there are no other options for that debate. Yeah, there exactly. are there are no others. When it comes to like third best, though, who do you say quickly? Um, I'm saying the- Ben. Yeah, I was about to say the dead guy. Yeah, Ben's like the the sweetest guy. I love him. Um. So then I've I've written like this is another thing that this mostly annoyed me in the first the first time I watched it and then it annoyed yeah. me more as the season went on. Um I don't care what anyone says, the relationship between the big guy and the rumor woman is really weird. They've been brought up okay, as so brother and sister. Luther and um I, f- I always forget her name. Uh Allison. Allison, that's it. Yeah, so they've been they've been Luther brought up as they've been brought up as brother and sister since they were babies. They've only yeah. known each other as siblings, and they're in love with each other. It's not legally incest, but it's f-ing incest. True, but at the same time, they were brought up in probably the weirdest situation. And it's not like they're in love with each other just because they grew older. They were in love with each other when they were kids as well. But as brother and sister. Yeah, but they were loving in love with each other literally from the start. So it's not like they were. So just literally from the start, as... as brother and sister. Yeah. As brother and sister, but they're brother and sister. There you go. So you just said the brother and sister. That's fine. That's fine. Just as long as you you accept that they are brother yeah, and no, they, sister. They are, they are literally adopted brother me. and sister. So they are brother and sister. That's yeah. They good. are adopted just, just brother so and you, sister. Just so you accept that that they're brother and yeah, sister. Yeah, I accept that. But at the same time, it's not like they were brought up. Most, you know. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's not like they were brought up in the most you know traditional environment. They were brought up as experiments. It, doesn't really so matter. They, they still they still grow up as brother and sister. So they still they still grow up in, growing up as brother and sister in the same house, like acting like siblings do, and then everyone's just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. If you guys want to have sex, that's fine. I mean, they don't like. Well, one, they literally never did anything. Like, they've I think they've only kissed once. Well, 
that's anyway we'll get we'll get further on we'll come back to this later because i have more to say about this um so they also in the house they have a monkey called pogo who is great who is like a um butler butler basically yeah and um i hate him why he's the most boring character he's not even a character he is, he, he's only there for exposition. He should just be called Basil Exposition. Basil Exposition, that's what you think he should be called. From, from Austin Powers. There's a character in, in Austin Powers called Basil Exposition who plays the M role, who just tells Austin the plot. That's the joke. Yeah. I mean, um, he is there for that, but at the same time, he's also like, as a, just like, not necessarily as a character, but like, as a character arc in a sense just because he like he basically brought them up and that's why he's there because the father didn't give a shit about them. I know but if you so cut him out of the show their... nothing changes. Nothing changes. Their characters would have changed though. No it doesn't. It doesn't change anything. It, it would have because he was like he brought them up with grace and that's it. No that's what their mum did. Yeah and their so robot mum. Like there were specific moments where he was literally bro- bringing them up. Yeah you don't see grace. that though in the show doesn't matter like, so like, uh, i he wasn't a character i wrote the later on dynamic would have been changed i wrote later on i'm six episodes in and pogo has done literally nothing and has no point in the story and then i also wrote in episode eight uh episode eight and pogo moves the story forward but with a plot point that klaus has just revealed uh, so it's just a big old exposition dump from him what a character you really don't like pogo do you, uh, you pogo you pisses me off saying f- this monkey yeah i um yeah there was when he died at the end of the first season i just shouted yes kill him he has no place in this show there is no point in him being here can i just say if anybody sees this who likes pogo you're gonna get all the f-ing hate in the world because pogo is a very popular character like i don't give a shit about this he's not a character he's just he is, he's though. just money he's walking around just spending up the budget that's all he does. Because he clearly, he looks incredible. He's a C- fully CGI monkey. And it looks straight out of Planet of the Apes. It looks incredible. But there's just no need for him. There's no need for him. I think the only reason he's probably in there is just because he was probably in the comics. Well, yeah. He was but probably like, a lot more useful in the comics. I really bloody hope so. Because he's just useless in this show. Um... I wrote again another music thing that in um, in that episode in in an episode when um, the, the the day that never was when Allison and Luther start like real like declare the love for each other. Oh yeah, but then um, like five goes back in time and like just literally yeah. against we'll, everything that happens in that episode. We'll, that is a filler episode. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but back to the music. They, they, he says to her, listen, uh, I would be honoured if you would dance with me. He's like, that's a really cute scene. And, you know, you're expecting, like, this really nice score to come in. Really great yeah. moment to have a character dancing, you know. And they play dancing in the f***ing moonlight. So? It's a great moment. It killed the scene. It kills the scene dead. Well, like, when you've literally got the most pop songs possible, what would you expect them but to they're play build- over the they- dancing in the 
it bugs me. In the moonlight. It bugs me because they're building up this nice slow crescendo of this really beautiful music that's over the over the entire conversation, and then it just stops dead, and then you hear do 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 do. It's like fuck off, man. Why have you done this? Why have they take? Why have they just? Why have they hired someone to write a score for this show, and then not let them write the score for the most important scenes? Because you can use better songs. No, that's not true. That is I, not I, true. This I, is not. I would have much preferred like Dancing in the Moonlight over like some like jazzy like score because like it just fits the vibe okay. of the show a bit more. Like they're trying, they're, okay. they're going for that kind of thing. Let's the entire show. Let's compare so it's the this. The only thing that makes sense. Let's compare this to La La Land when they're There's in the no comparison. Where there is. When... I just say there is no comparison here because La La Land is literally a show, a film about love and about music. This right, is a right, show right, about right. superheroes. But also in that there is no comparison because they're also not f- brother and sister. But anyway, um, if if they're in the um, the conser- the con- whatever you call it, the telescope place, if they're the in observatory. there, yeah, that one, the observatory. If they're in there, and then suddenly they realise that she that, that that tissue starts floating, and then he throws her, and as he throws her, instead of that big musical swell starting, Dancing in the Moonlight started playing. But yeah, at the same time... Would you though, feel robbed of a great movie, moment? Throughout that entire movie, though, you've heard a, a would, like actual score. Would you, you feel robbed? Well, yeah, but that's different Thank in you. La La Land because it it's fits not. well in La La Land. It doesn't fit well in this because the entire show, they've been going through this entire show with specific music. They've been going through this entire show with poppy 80s kind of music or 90s kind of music. But it doesn't fit with every scene. You can't ram it into every scene. You need some scenes but at the same time, of quiet score. some form of charm. There's a reason... And that kind of thing adds the charm to it, in my opinion, anyway. I liked that they used Balance in the Moonlight because that's a nice scene. It's a fun scene to watch. It's, it's, it's a nice scene ruined by the music, once again. And it's not the last Your time opinion. that happens. Um, okay. Can you give me an example of a scene where you did like the music that played? Because um, I can give you a one specifically from the first episode. I know which one you're going to say, and I didn't like that. I f- loved it. I didn't. Okay, the, the one I'm on about, just for the audience, um, is when Five is in the diner and Istanbul starts playing. That is probably the my favourite scene in season one anyway, just because it's such a great action scene with a f- top song. It doesn't fit it, I admit, Yeah. but they make it work. So how, if it doesn't fit, why the f*** is it your favourite scene in the show? Because they make it work. In, in an action scene, Istanbul wouldn't be played. But in this show, it fits and it sets the sto- that sets the tone for the show by using that music. It's I agree. Sets it the, sets the like, tone the for the show. show. It sets yeah, the tone for the show says... in that in that it's completely tonally inconsistent. Oh my god! Because I, you've I got. Can we record this on another day when James is free? Because <laughs> you're you're just shitting on this show constantly. There's because no positive words coming out of your mouth. I have you're problems with it. About a great soundtrack. Um, I have problems with it, and like. I'm, I'm, there's another bit of the music that really bugs me, and I've written out this exactly, I said, this, like, when, it's not like in the last episode of the episode before the last episode, when the two hitmen are, like, fighting while the, uh, the diner waitress is hanging over a boiling pool. I can't remember what song plays in that scene. But, like, it's, oh, where is it? It's Sunshine and Lollipops. 
sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Okay, everything. that one I will agree with actually, just because that should have been a bit more of a dark yeah. scene. But the, once again, it fits the rest of the tone of the show. It fits the rest of the music. They can't just jump in some like random heavy metal. It's not going to be heavy metal. I I don't want a heavy metal. I want a dramatic score that builds tension. Well, you don't always get what you want, Xander. And that's a shame, because if the showrunners knew what they were doing, they would write a score that would make that scene more intense. But in the end... Okay, though, it... but when you hear like any other complaints about the show from anybody else who doesn't like it, what are the complaints? Because it's definitely not about the music. The only complaint I've ever heard about the show is the relationship between the brother and sister. And that's another thing in season two. Like, there's a controversial incest, this and the other. Um, I, I also wrote, there's another one in the last episode, and I just wrote, this show has a major problem with music, it's insane. Can't think of one action sequence that doesn't have a dumbass licensed song blasting over the top. See, the only, th- the only thing I've ever complained about with music when it comes to, like, that kind of thing is Watchmen. Watchmen has a great soundtrack, but it doesn't fit it at all. Just be- But with this, they at least try to make it work. Like, but in the Watchmen, sort- they've got... I've forgotten. I think it's um all along the watchtower as yeah, the world the explodes. Way, yeah, yeah, you, as yeah, Earth explodes and implodes into viscera and nothingness. All along the watchtower by Jimi Hendrix is playing, and it's a great song. Does not fit the ending of the world. Yeah, it's 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 a problem in other things, but like this, it feels really egregious in this. Um, I. There are some things I do like in this. And well, it doesn't seem like it's happening. <laughs> um, I Stop also shitting wrote... on the move for a second. Sorry? Stop shitting on the show for a second. <laughs> um, I also wrote, this is not about the other, like, the music. I wrote Diego. Uh, I completely forgot he was in this show until I started rewatching it. Um, and then I wrote, Diego is in a completely different and much more boring show than everyone else. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, he Not is. in season two, but in season one, yeah. Yeah, um, I said... In season one, he's just trying to be Batman. Yeah, he is. A really boring Batman. And I wrote here, Diego is only good when he's with Klaus. Yes. But that's because Klaus is good. Yeah. That, Once exactly. again, though, they fixed that, for me anyway, in season two. Yes. I thought Diego in we, season two was a lot better. We will. We so will, much more fun. We will get to season two, uh, and we'll because I I have a lot to say about Diego. Um, good things, good things. Um, I really like the small detail that whenever the gangsters get a job, it comes through a pipe that gets created into existence by time travelers. I think that's awesome, actually. I, as well, that's yeah. Sick. I, that's really <laughs> that's cool. That's the coolest thing. Of the, like, the one thing that this show does bad, in season one anyway, is the commission. Like, I thought the commission was really underused and kind of shitty. We didn't get to see enough of them at all because the idea of a time commission literally controlling every single aspect of time and, like, every single event that ever, ever happened yeah, is really interesting. They play on it a lot more in season two, but in season one, the only cool thing that happens is the shoots and the briefcases. Yeah. Um, The idea of the briefcase being the thing that, you know, helps them get back in time. And also Klaus, when he uses the briefcase, I think that's probably the best. Yeah, definitely. That's the best mini, like, subplot of the entire show. Definitely. Um, Even, including season two. I wrote, um, the kid who plays five is fantastic. His plotline is the most interesting. Him and Nathan, I call him Nathan because he's Nathan in Misfits, but it's Klaus, uh, are the only reasons I've stuck with the show. 
Uh, yeah, kind. I can see you're annoying. Like I can see that there. Like Cl I think Five's storyline is more interesting than Klaus's, but Klaus's is done better. Yeah. Because like Five storyline of him going through the apocalypse. I'm just sad that we didn't get to see more of him in the apocalypse because I feel like we should have seen a bit more of his descent into madness. Yeah. Like in because like forty like forty years in the apocalypse, it, he he constantly says it does shit to your brain. It yeah, does shit to your head. He, it just makes you like it get, he's got his own form of PTSD. He's the best, at least. I mean, I love the character, but he's also just the best actor in the show because he really plays Once it again. Other than Klaus for me, he really plays it as a grouchy old man in this baby it, body, and he's just yeah. I, so I think the. He's the actor so... who plays him yeah. is very talented. Yeah, he's definitely. For a kid, he played an old man who wants to stop the world so well. Yeah. Um, I think he he really comes across like the he comes across as the oldest, but like he's yeah. the young it's really it's I mean, obviously that's the point of it, but like But yeah, but he brings it well. He he, he, does he really it does, perfectly. yeah. He's the he's the highlight of the show. And Klaus. And, I just want to say, I love yeah. Klaus. I love yeah. Klaus so much. He's so good. Um, He's I, like my child. I wrote the Rewind Time episode, I think, was a genius idea. I See, think... it was a genius... Even though it's, it is filler. To, but it is when you said idea. it, I was like, shit, yeah, it is. But it also, like, it gave us time with pairings we haven't spent much time yet with. So, like, we got... Exactly. We got the Diego-Klaus relationship a bit more. We got... Uh, well, actually, with that first bit, and then with the second bit that that actually happens, we get, um, like, Diego and Allison. They haven't... They hadn't really spoken much at that point. By the way, can I just say, the worst character in this season is uh, Vanya's boyfriend, Leonard. He's just <laughs> the worst. He yeah. has no redeeming factor about him. Yeah. Um, the second you see him, you know there's something up with this guy. Yeah. I Also, a thing I didn't like, when I first watched it, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Like, you see that... Oh, yeah. You you see that yeah all six of these people all six of these people have powers but then one of them doesn't and she's taking lots of tablets like yeah clearly yeah. she's just suppressing she's, it because it's a big power I, and then see, the thing is I didn't realize what the power was going to be obviously because it's, then, it's not obvious at all with the characters but at the same time when you think about like the fact that she's constantly playing violin it's going to be something to do with sound well like she it comes across as just like her power is power. Like if if you were if you were to describe her power, it would just be power. Power. She's got a generic power. It's that, that's what it is in it. She's just got a force. See, the thing is, that's the She's one the thing that this. Yeah, the one thing that this show does really well with every other character is distinguishing their powers against each other. Like Klaus's Definitely. ability to the dead is genuinely really interesting, and it can be enhanced a lot more as we see later on, and as we see in the um in the second season. Yeah. Um, but then, like, and with, like, um, Alison's, like, her, she can rumour anybody into doing anything. It's genuinely so yeah. cool. And once again, we see more of that being, like, a bit more powerful. But the second that Vanya's is introduced, she's just at full power, from yeah. what we can tell. No matter what, she's always at full power. And, like, Luther's, he's just super strong. That's just, like, a generic one. Yeah. But at the same time, he's also very, very resilient. Yeah. Like, as Once again, as we see in the opening of season two. Yeah. Like the opening of season two sees um 
I'm not going to say anything yet, actually, but like the opening season two sees him like bleed, taking a lot, and it's incredible, like how resilient this guy is. Yeah, um, yeah, though, um, and like as soon as you know that her generic power is just power, yeah. then it's like, yeah, okay, she's going to cause the apocalypse. Okay, well, so, yeah, obviously. Cheers for that. Cheers for that, guys. And then you can kind of guess the entire time as well. Like, like Vanya is going to be the reason that the apocalypse happens. Definitely. Um, when I watched it, this show gave me a real uh, Dirk Gently vibe. I've never watched it. Dirk Gently's uh, Holistic Detective Agency is one of the weirder shows on Netflix. It's only got two seasons, but if you like Umbrella Academy, then you'll love that. It's really weird and it also deals with like weird time travel stuff and stuff like that it's really it's a really interesting show that's a good watch so uh, yeah if, if you like this you'll love that it ge- it really gave me gave me that kind of vibes um uh, also i wrote um <laughs> at one point the one of the assassins says yeah we get you know this job's great we get to go to new and exotic places meet new people and kill them. Kill them. And I said, yeah. uh, "Did, did she just quote Deadpool? Is that, is that what just <laughs> happened there? Did she just, she just quote the movie Deadpool?" Can I also just say, um, in the se- in second season, the second I saw Diego like just do a land, he literally did a superhero. He did a superhero. I felt that as well. <laughs> superhero landing. It's really I hard just on your had knees. To shout it. I um, genuinely had to shout it because like, it's such an iconic pose, but now it's been ruined by Deadpool for yeah. me. <laughs> and to be fair, though, I think that fits with his character because he is hes trying to be Batman in this world. and He's, he's trying just, to be Batman, but he's more Deadpool, if anything. He's just a... He's just... He's the worst in this first season. He's so boring. and He is. He, his character just has no... Ca- his character is literally just... Grrr. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> um like he's just ah oh, well i'm just gonna have to kill these guys then why because yeah. you know i want to i i want to i definitely want to stress that i did uh, the first season i really liked I, I watched it and was like that was good i gave it a seven out of ten okay um so i did enjoy it i give it like an eight or a nine there were there were some problems i had with especially like with vanya and um like buddy leonard yeah, that entire. I think Vanya needed a lot more time because I think Ellen Page is a fantastic actress, but in she this, is. she just in the first season, her potential was very wasted. She was yeah. just like this, very kind of. Oh, I'm so sad because my parents didn't love me. I didn't get the love that I deserved from my family either. They've yeah. always been like I've always been in their shadow. She's a very stereotypical character, Definitely. even with her power, is very stereotypical, and it's a shame because Ellen Page is such a phenomenal actress she deserves so much more i'm so glad that like in season two she got a much more interesting character arc and a much more interesting story yeah definitely i um yeah i um yeah let's shall we shall we move on to season two we'll talk about season one a little bit more because like we haven't like oh, right, okay. a lot of this. like there's a lot of stuff in season one that i really really enjoyed like what okay, i did go, enjoy go the music it. i'm gonna say that I just I I think the soundtrack itself is phenomenal. Even like without the show, no matter what, that is they're all bangers. Yeah, like, you even said that yourself. Like, yeah, in a, the soundtrack's in a vacuum, great. They're all bangers. Like, it carries on in season two as well. The, the season two the, has some the soundtrack top songs. The soundtrack really re, re, like we're talking about like music. Yeah, think of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
and that use yes. of music where it's, and it's got those moments it's got those moments where it adds the music into the scene and it makes it a bit more enjoyable but then it yeah. knows when it needs to stop the music and bring in some actual like score but at the same time they've got a lot of practice with the, with that kind of thing when it comes to like not necessarily with that kind of music but at the same time with bringing in score and then including like iron man specifically had a lot of good music especially a lot of acdc and but it like, went to bring in the score but at the never same time, in an action sequence though david yeah, but at the same time, like you can't just complain that it's in because like a lot of shows and a lot of films do is the exact same thing. Some do it better than others. Yeah, exactly. Shaun of the Dead, and like when... obviously used doing something out in an action sequence. They used it really well because they timed the hits. Right. They don't so, do that in there. Let's take at the same time. Deadpool two, right? The start, the opening to Deadpool two has Dolly Parton's nine to five over it. Yeah, that fits with that tone of that scene. But then at the end, when they're fighting off um, the baddies then it comes in with some music, some actual music, and it's like, okay, now we need to take this seriously. We've not just got a fun music over this. This actually has some stakes to it. So okay, you, but once you again, can choose budget, which... You can choose which pressure. You can choose which fights to, you want people to take seriously and which bits you want them to te- not take seriously. Like, again, in Deadpool 2, there's a moment when... Like, he's fighting Cable, and he's like, oh, I love dubstep, and Bangarang starts playing. And then they bust through a wall, and he starts punching him. And then at one point, Cable punches him, and the music stops. Because it's like, right, okay, now we're getting serious. And like then he punches him a couple more times, and then he picks him up, and there's that moment when he, like, as, like, he shuns off uh, the little fat kid. Yeah. So that's a movie that knows how to use music to its advantage, to have that funny moment for the action and then cut it off when they need to have a dramatic moment this show has no f-ing clue how to do that i think with this though it it just like they had the license to the song they wanted to use the full song they but wanted to use the entire thing so like that's the, it uh, just in in uh, the first season with the first episode when um istanbul's played the entire song plays yeah and it's a fact like they had to stretch the scene out a little bit more because the song was playing i think they just wanted to show the music more than like more so they wanted to make a music video well kind of yeah right that's it's just a bit it's a bit odd but at the same time yeah in certain scenes it doesn't work in certain scenes i fucking love like istanbul i think is the perfect choice because it's so unperfect it's one of those where it like in theory, it wouldn't work, but in practice, when I'm watching it, I can't get enough of that scene. I want more of it because I love the song and I love the the thing I'm watching. And together, they just melted into something I adored so much. Because the action in that scene is phenomenal. Can I just say the action also is great in the show. In the first season, there's not enough of it. It's got. It does. The, some of the action sequences are is, are really good. Bar the music. Yeah. I, I will say bar the music. The, the action without, sequences without the music, are really good. The, the action sequences are top notch. In the first season, there's not enough of it, in my opinion, because like it's supposed to be a show about superheroes. You expect a lot of action, and it does a lot of slow paced moments. And the slow paced moments add to the story quite a lot. But at the same yeah. time, you're there if you're watching superheroes. You're there for the the fun shooty bang stuff. Yeah. Like that was my that was one problem I had with the boys. Like it didn't have a good enough amount of action for it, especially for the tone that the boys was going for. 
Yeah. But season two is looking like it's got a lot more, and they did the exact same with Umbrella Academy season two. I'd say season two I'd say has a hell the, of a lot more action. I'd say the tone for the boys and this is going for a semi-similar tone. They are, because they're going for very different ways, like, takes on superheroes, for one. Like, the takes on superheroes and the boys are, they're all f***s. Nobody <laughs> likes them. But, well, people like them, but there's a lot of people that really, like, see them for who they are. Yeah. Um, Butcher being the main one. And in this, it's, these people are, they used to be superheroes, now they're just kind of washed up, possible, like, old celebrities. Usually yeah. either work, like, one of them has a drug addict. One of them just works a normal job. Even though she wrote a book, this and the other, she's just, you know, a normal person who has, like, who teaches people how to play violin. Mm. Um, one of them's a movie actress because she rumored her, she used her power to get there, but then she stopped using her power after, like, using it on her daughter to try and get her to go to sleep, and her husband hated that. Which yeah. is a fantastic character arc. I think that was perfect for her because, like, if you have that power, yeah, you'd use it to get like to get your own way in life completely. But yeah. there's certain things you shouldn't use that on, and your daughter is one of them. But she didn't, you know, know that, and it took you know the practice to know that because she's always gotten what she wanted just is the second that she wanted it. She's literally built her life on rumors, which she says a lot. And I thought that was you know really really interesting. Yeah. Fair. But yeah, like that. that the like the annoying thing when it comes to the tone of the show is i feel like this show is supposed to be darker than it is and they're just trying to make it a bit more not necessarily family friendly but teen friendly because you know it's yeah. netflix and like it's gerard way so obviously angsty teens fit here gerard way's name is attached to it yeah and it's just like oh my god yes my chemical romance great <laughs> but one weird thing they don't use any my chemical romance in this show there is a there is a moment in the second season that they use a Gerard Way song. They use a Gerard Way song, but yeah. no Michael McCall Roman. Like you, people know Gerard Way for Michael McCall Romans. They don't yeah. know him for his solo stuff. No, which is really really annoying. But at the same time, it's a shame they didn't use like um. What could you even use actually in this show when it comes to? I feel like um na 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 or maybe like yeah, Mama could have been used because they're yeah, quite upbeat songs, work. even though. Nana Nana would work really well because it's got a very upbeat track and upbeat lyrics. Even though, well, the lyrics themselves are fucking depressing as always. Yeah. Kind of like Up Kicks, where it's a very yeah. upbeat track and the lyrics are about, you know, shooting yeah. people and the school shooting. <laughs> but yeah, um, like, I, when it comes to the tone of the show, it's it's good, but and they are very similar, but I think The Boys nails it more. Um, Do you want to move on to season two now? Yeah, we can do. So, season two. <laughs> um, where, where, let, let's carry on where we left off. 20 minutes ago. Yeah, um, we took a break. Yeah, we took a short break for 20 minutes while Xander brushed his teeth, um, got a cup of tea, and um, and had a guest arrive. So, here we go. Let's carry on. Season two, then. So, the, the end of season one, it ends... We'll, we'll talk, like minor we'll talk no spoilers first and then we'll uh put the spoiler theme in so you guys yeah. will know when to listen from um uh, sorry bell for the spoilers by the way oh yeah uh, she's waving her middle finger at you well i admit xander is going to be talking more about how why he hates it if anything you yeah. should be on my side oh she's got two up now it's fine <laughs> 
Um, so season season one ends with the apocalypse actually happening, and five says, "Listen, let's if I can travel through time, let's just hop through time." And he does it, and then they uh, in the first like five minutes of the episode, the first episode, they're all scattered across early nineteen sixties Dallas. Yes. And um, then this montage ends with five arriving three days after the president has been assassinated and the world has ended in a nuclear disaster. And so... Can I just say, those opening, like, ten minutes, though, is incredible. It's... Again, it's good, but, like, part of me, like, looking back at the structure of this season, I wish that that was just one episode. Like, the first episode was that, instead of getting bits of people's past three years throughout the season, I wish you just got all of it in that first episode. At the same time, though, I would have enjoyed, like, more of the um, character-based episodes, like, we actually saw everything that would happen in those three years um, in one episode each. Because I feel like that would have been really good, but at the same time, having to do all that and all the extra story that's involved. Yeah. um, Pretty hard to do, so fair enough. Especially with ten episodes. Yeah, um, and then, so then, one of the assassins from the last season is, like, he goes off into the sunset with his girlfriend at the end of it, and he comes back to Five and says, listen, um, the apocalypse is happening, do you want to stop it? Come back with me. So then he does, and that's basically the plot again, he has to assemble the family. And Also, quickly forgot to say, but I love Hazel in the first season. Cha-Cha, not so much, but Hazel is amazing. Yeah, Hazel's great. so sweet and cute. Yeah, and his and his girlfriend, the uh, the waitress, who's like the an elderly waitress. Yeah, exactly. But like this guy is obviously, you know, like he just loves it a bit. He's just yeah. like the most wholesome person ever. It is. Yeah, he's the most wholesome murderer. I love he's it. He's the most wholesome murderer. Yeah, it's like Ted Bundy if he likes puppies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So overall, thoughts on this season. Overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I probably preferred it to the first season. Yeah. It, it had a lot more stronger parts. I feel like um, some characters were extended a lot more, like we said before, with Diego and Vanya. Like, they were extended a lot more. But at the same time, there was one bit that I hated throughout the entire season. That was the Swedes. They were the most useless pieces of shit I have You'll ever seen. You'll love this. I wrote... Show. I wrote, are these the muck poils of the time agents? Yes, they are. <laughs> they literally are. <laughs> Brian, stab somebody. What? What is? What, just, it got to that scene where he's trying. <laughs> what is it when they're like, when they're just screaming at each other? Never. What, what is it? <laughs> what do they shout at each Brian! other? Yeah, that's it. It's because um, like he unmasked himself because he was wearing a fake mustache. Yeah, and that somehow like that somehow uh, masqueraded him as a completely different person. <laughs> uh, he looked exactly the same, just with a fake mustache, and he didn't recognize him. <laughs> and he just um, starts screaming, "Ryan, <laughs> the McPoyles, man, absolute legends." Um, yeah, they um. They're really weird, and it feels like the only reason they're there is because they had Hitmen in the last season. They were like, let's bring them back. Yeah, like, yeah, it was literally just like, we can't really use Hazel and Cha-Cha again because we saw Cha-Cha die, and Hazel's obviously going to be a lot older by this point. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, we can't use them again. So let's just p- bring out these 
silent protagonist, aka Gordon Freeman from Bloody Half Life, but not as good at all. Yeah. But they're the most like anybody could have played these guys. Like they could have somehow had PewDiePie playing them, and it wouldn't have made any f- difference because they have no character. <laughs> um, I I wrote down they seem to have ditched the darker themes from the first season, like child abuse or drug addiction, which I think lightens this season up. Uh, but he still treats his audience like children with those stupid ass title cards and the god awful music choices. Once again, I like the music. I thought the music in the show was great, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, we'll we'll, so we'll agree to disagree on that because I would pro- I could probably spend an hour arguing about the music with you. And I would just that spend that entire hour saying, "Yeah, but I like it." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get nowhere. We'll get nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Just um, like that COD game we've had the other day. Yeah. What What else did we like? Non spoilery. So non spoiler, like I said, um, I really enjoyed Diego, and I've, like this is non spoiler because um, she was in the like trailer. Um, I really like Diego's um possible love interest. Yeah, um, what's she called? Lila. Lila, yeah, yeah. I loved Lila. See, the thing is, the name Lila has a um a bad thing for me because of Dexter. There's a character in that called Lila who's basically just Electra. Oh no! From um, Daredevil, where she's just like, "You're the bad guy. I like you because you're the bad guy. I see the demons inside you." Blah blah blah. But she's just like the most annoying person. Yeah. She even kind of looks like a lecturer in the sh- in Dexter, <laughs> and it's just she pisses me off. Fair enough. Fair she enough. really, really grinds my gears. Um, I, yeah, Diego is, he's like the uh, one of the best characters in this series now Gen- in in this season yeah this season in the series overall he's probably like fourth best now yeah because I, and that's bringing up from probably the second or third worst character i wrote because they they spent he spent most of the season hanging out with five yeah and they and they used five's like plot from the first season of like going to the time agency and they implemented him into that yeah really well and he fits that really well because yeah, like, he does. Not, not not even because of his ability, because of his like characteristics and his like because he's always wanted to be the hero. He's got that massive hero complex, and that does carry over into the season. Yeah, but it carries over into a way where it's like it makes more sense now. Yeah, definitely. Like it is literally just full on daddy issues at this point. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I I like the season as well. I'd probably give it again like a seven out of ten ish. Seven? Yeah, that's fair. I'd give it similar once again, like a nine. Like the first season was probably like a seven point one, and this is like oh, a seven point four. Don't Just do like decimals. So it's so it's set being IGN. I'm saying it's still a seven, but this one's slightly better. Just go seven or eight, Xander. This is the both sevens. No, go seven or eight because this is better, so it's an eight. No, that's not no. No, <laughs> so that's I'm how it, it works because you can't you can't go decimals with point Fine. one. Fine, you're f- you. This is an eight. Finally, fucking! <laughs> I swear to, I hate it when you do decimals point one, point two. Like it's like I, I remember seeing a bloody IGM review where they gave a game a nine point seven five. What's the f-ing po- a thousand point scale? A thousand points. This What's really, the point? This has really bugged you now, hasn't it? <laughs> Genuine. I, I, I hate decimal. I hate points like decimal points. This is for a ranking. It's either nine out of ten, out of a hundred, or it's good or bad. Shut the f- up. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, 
Um, <laughs> should we, I feel like well, there's not much else we can really talk about non-spoilers. We liked it. Yeah. Like, uh, if you like, like the first season, you'll them. like the second season. Yeah. It's a little lighter. When it comes to um, Klaus as well, once again, he had a really good character. Like, I remember um, yeah. I was reading a thing from him. Um, like the actor who plays him, I can't remember his name now. Um, uh, Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. Um, he, I remember he said that like he wants to change Klaus a lot when it comes to acting. As in, um, he was saying that like when he was doing the early episodes, he wanted to make it so that Klaus, like, because obviously he had that massive change with um Dave and going into Vietnam and everything like that in the third season. Yeah. Um, in the second season, he wanted to change his character a lot and make it so that like he's he's actually changed and he felt like he wasn't doing it enough but then when he went back and watched it he did a good enough job because i think that class is a is a very different character in this season yeah than definitely. He was in the first, at least at the beginning definitely like he's a very very different but he like, still feels like the same together. guy he's he's still the full, like lovable fun klaus but he's also got so much more responsibility and so much more weight on his shoulders because everybody knows that he can actually do shit now even though they're still underestimating him so yeah, definitely. Because he's just always been the junkie. Yeah. But, like, especially that um, brief glimpse of his possible full power in the um, opening, when, um, like, in the opening of season, what, season two, when we see him, like, conjuring dead soldiers. Yeah, that, that scene is out on YouTube, that by the way. Awesome. Yeah, that's, um, like, the thing is the first three minutes, they're calling it. Yeah. It's not the first three minutes, it's the first seven minutes. Yeah. So, um, f you, Netflix. <laughs> um,. Shall we? Uh, shall we go into spoilers? Yeah, sure. Right. Um, and now. Spoilers. Spoilers. Here we are in the land of spoilers. There's there's still some really dumb shit in this. Like, I wrote amnesia because um, Vanya gets amnesia from the first season, so doesn't remember anything. And I wrote See, the most the most original of plot points to stagnate character growth. Yeah, the only, like uh, whenever like I hear that, I only think of the word amnosia. amnosia. I don't know why. I just hear I have amnosia. See now, now all I can think of is ambrosia custard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I wrote again like for me, they haven't, they didn't learn a single lesson from the first season. You said because I said to you, I didn't, I was mixed up the first season. And you said they fixed a lot of it, and so I was thinking they fixed it. And then my problem was the music, and they didn't fix the music. See, but, your um, problem that you told me, though, primarily was um, all the incest. And they fixed it from what I, I saw up to when I said they fixed it. But they didn't. And then they didn't. They didn't. They really didn't. <laughs> well, then again, though. Then again, though, it's a bit more fixed just because, right? The um, the actual, like, the incest that we're talking about in this is they don't actually focus on... Um, Buddy, Allison and Luther a lot at all. Like Luther is still in love with her, but Allison just doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Um, Allison's literally just friend zoned him or brother zoned him pretty much. Brother zoned. And he's him. just like, yeah, brother zoned. <laughs> and um, like, buddy, in this one, Diego's love interest Lila turns out to be one of them. Dun dun dun. Yeah, that's a. But like, big... it's not the same kind of like incest because like they weren't bro like brought up in the same kind of. See, thing. that's they it. Brought, like, I wrote. I wrote, I said, in the last episode, boring Batman makes a joke about the girl being his sister and being creeped out by it, because he's like, wait, she's not like, my sister, is she? But then, everyone was okay with, like, Luther and Rumor Girl. Well, yeah, they're okay with it, though, because, like, it's not necessarily okay 
okay. They're just they know about it the entire time. They've known since they were kids, so it's just more the normal thing for them. But like Diego's never had that kind of relationship with someone. He's only ever had that with um the detective in the first season who died. Yeah. And like so, that would like they weren't related at all. Like in this way, they're related because they were born the same day, and they're he's he's she's one of them. Yeah, but they're not necessarily brother and sister. No. Like it's it's a weird situation. Yeah, like, it's a genuinely strange situation. Like, are they brother and sister because they're born on the same day? They like they're part of the same kind of like ability group and people. It's, it's I have no weird. Idea. It's hard I don't to know explain. how it works. Uh, yeah. So. I, I picked up on this straight Jared, away. Wait, as soon as, How does it work? As soon as they said that it, this was going to be set in 1963, it has to have something to do with JFK. Well, and yeah, it does. obviously. So I yeah. I wrote down in episode two, I said, have they just recreated 11-22-63 with superheroes? Because it seems to me that the apocalypse is going to get caused because they saved JFK, and that is exactly what happens in that. So, But I said, I am prepared to be wrong. And that was episode two. And then I wrote... Update, we discovered that what I guessed about JFK was mostly right. He survives the assassination and then causes the, the apocalypse. Only change is that they don't actually they alter the shooter, but I'm still calling that a W. Um, just a reminder, oh, I guessed God, this shit in episode 2, and they only just revealed it in episode 8. This show is for dummies. Well, yeah, it is. It's literally for, it's a teenager show. What do you expect? Teenagers don't think. I know, but like, I just, again, super obvious, like the first season. Doesn't matter. You're like that's for people who like don't read into it too much. They just enjoy watching the show. Like the second you see it, it's ninety six three, you're like, all oh, right, JFK. It's yeah, like good they... do with JFK. There's an apocalypse, it's not gonna be Vanya again because they did that already. They can't just rehash the entire first season again. Yeah. And so boom, JFK. Um Yeah, I just I just I thought again, I kinda guessed what was gonna happen. Um the um I like the new dynamics in this. So, like, yeah. I wrote um, Adele with Nathan and Five with Boring Batman. Um, they they had really good chemistry with each other. I wrote Adele. I called her Adele because she sings the song called Rumor Has It. And she's oh, right. the rumor girl. I was trying to be funny. Yeah, no, it's not funny at all. <laughs> but can I just say, we actually do get Adele in this show. We get Swedish Hello. We do get Swedish Hello. That was really good. I, I liked that never... scene. I never thought I would hear Swedish Hello in my life, and it was probably one of the best scenes in the like in the season, just because of Swedish Hello. I didn't give a shit about the fact that one of the Swedes died. <laughs> I just liked Swedish Hello. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a f- good version of, of Hello. So, I wrote as well, I feel like the race subplot, so obviously it's in the 60s, and we have like yeah. segregation is re- really a big thing. And Allison yeah. is mixed race. So yeah. I wrote like, like, I think the race subplot was initially done well. It was really powerful stuff. But it quickly became, I wrote unnecessary, but I didn't mean unnecessary. I meant it quickly became unimportant. And so it at the, at the end of the season, you look back and it just kind of feels like filler. I mean, it's not like I see kind of what you mean, but at the same time, it's not only important like for the time that like it's being shown in us all because like still to this day, and they, they yeah. even mention it in this day, it's still going on. Definitely, like, it's not ended at all. Definitely. And so I feel like it was the most important kind of subplot to introduce, but at the same time, when it comes to like 
also character building i feel like that was per- like needed for allison's character to change the way she was yeah and i and i also wrote like, that like they tried to use it for good but then there's always circum like consequences for her rumors yeah definitely um i think the other another subplot that feels really like of a wasted potential is the subplot with the other five with the paradox oh, psychosis yeah. i think i that... can i just say i love the idea of paradox psychosis yes i, I thought that it was actually really fun with um, like the different side effects as well, like because we've always seen like paradox psychosis, it just ends the world. Nah, it's literally just like the world's not going to explode. It's just you know, yeah, we're gonna f- kill each other. Yeah, we're going I, like, to go on a murderous rampage. Yeah, and I I said like it just it didn't really go anywhere, but I said I'm willing to let this go because it may be used to further set up season three. Um, I feel like it's going to be used in season three a lot because from what like in um. Like, very big spoilers for the end, obviously. Yeah. At the end, we see um, the Sparrow Academy. Which, yeah. um, by the way, I got a spoiler for this. On day f- one of the show being out, <laughs> I went onto my Google Discover, and it was from Lad Bible. What is the Sparrow Academy in Umbrella Academy Season 2 finale? It's like, why are you reporting that on day one? It's not even been four hours since the show has been released. Yeah, that's And bad. you're giving spoilers. That's bad. Like, that is shitty. Like, that's why I hate lad bible sorry Be- bell's looking very awkward she's trying to get something out of a bag go for it Just, are you okay <laughs> right okay <laughs> it's okay you're doing great you're doing great <laughs> <laughs> right um what were you saying david i can't remember anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to leave all that in aren't I? great yeah. great um, oh god welcome to the podcast bell yeah <laughs> there you go Ofi- officially we, now we I ended guess. up getting a special there officially yeah, I guess. do you want to shout anything boy. out I feel honoured to be here <laughs> thanks <laughs> um I didn't really write much for this season I was just focusing on getting through it oh also the rear window guy who was stalking them in the alley um yeah he sort of became the new pogo because he was just Basil exposition for a while, but at the same time though, I enjoyed him more than Pogo because he at least had like a some character. form of points. Yeah, and he was also quite fun. He also had um, that scene with Luther when he gets really high, and it's such a yeah. funny scene because they're just talking about how shit their lives are yeah. and pissing themselves laughing because they're stoned on I think it's noxious or something like that. Yeah, um, Luther has sweet FA to do in this. Yeah, he does f- all sweet FA. You're, um, you're just trying not to swear so you don't have to censor it as much, aren't you? That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I was going to talk to you about that. I want to... <laughs> Moving forward, what I want to do is <laughs> leave... Look, so, like, keep normal swears, but then have the F word as, like, like every now and then. So, like, maybe two or three in an episode so I don't have to edit it. One f- per season. Kind of, yeah. But, like... <laughs> like just two- doing a Breaking Bad. Two or three in two or three an episode, we'll say. So start. Sure. I reckon we try and do that starting next week. We can try, but at the same time, I just say f- a lot. You do say it's f- my f- a lot. one of my favorite words. Yeah, it, it's um, just a fun word. It's the, like the best filler word. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when you can't think of what you're trying to say, you oh, just say. F- uh, f- exactly. Yeah, you're right. 
Belle, agree with me, please. She wasn't listening. She wasn't listening. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You, you, doesn't matter. You ruined the moment. You want to support the... <laughs> um, he, he's saying uh, that f*** is the best filler word. She does say that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the best word. Also, can I just say, there was one F-bomb in this show. Sorry? There was an F-bomb in this season. There was an F-bomb in uh, last season. What do you mean? There was an F-bomb in... Um, so when... Uh, uh, say, <laughs> you did that on when, purpose and I know you did no I actually didn't I actually didn't when 5 I was trying to think of his name because it's a number when 5 was killing the um, the council like the like the ambassadors of the yeah what are they called the, the corporation the, the, the board of directors the board of directors um, when he was killing the board great of directors great scene by the way like it, a fantastic scene it was shot amazingly but um, when he like starts killing them, he literally just goes nutter or some shit like that, like fudge nutter or something like that, nutter fudge. Oh he just starts yeah, screaming and shouting and swearing at this vending machine. No, he, do- he doesn't like, actually what was swear. He use it? that that thing, but yeah, he, he did. He said, I, "I remember seeing in the um, in the subtitles." Oh, because wow. I watch Netflix with subtitles because I'm not a pleb. <laughs> yeah, he did say he's not. Bell gave a face, implying that you were a pleb. I mean, I am a pleb, but you don't know that, Bell. <laughs> um, I'm not making a good first impression, am I? No, you're not. No, you're coming <laughs> across as a bit of an arsehole. Um, well, I am, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I think um, there's not really much else to talk about with this season. Like I, I, mean, I think there's a lot to like talk about when it comes to the content. Like a lot of the stuff was really good. The I think the overarching story was better than season two. Than season yeah, one. we we get like, more of a look Vanya... into we get more of a look into the corporation or the, what is it called yeah. even? I can't remember now. <laughs> the 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 time bureau. Let's just call them that. The time bureau. Uh, is that yeah. in something? I can't remember now. The the, the sure time, time lords. The time lords. <laughs> Time lords, time um, people. Yeah, the time, time people. We 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 get to see more of that, and I kind of liked that. Um, yeah, I thought that was. Um, we got to see more of Herb from the first season, which I, I, I didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know why they brought Herb back of all people. Like now, Herb is the head of the time peeps. Yeah, um, which, if I don't start calling it the time peeps now. I'm gonna be sad. <laughs> I wrote out a big paragraph here to wrap, like to sort of like, like wrap up my thoughts. So like, go on. I wrote, this season to me is probably just better than the first, as I've already mentioned. There's stuff that's better in this season. Uh, They saved Diego from being straight up forgettable to one of the best characters in the show by putting him with the actual best character, Five. Yeah. Um, He and Klaus stand out once again as fan favourites. Expanding on uh, Klaus's powers to make for more of a story for Ben as well was genius. I think Ben is really great in this as well. Um, But unfortunately... there was one moment where I was crying. That was um, Ben's like degeneration slash like Mister Vanya. I don't feel so good moment. Yeah, um, like, that that genuinely did make me tear up. Unfortunately, though, they moment. clearly just wanted people to attach themselves to those characters because everyone else is boring as. F- Luther, Luther, as I've already mentioned, had sweet FA to do this whole season. Rumor Girl Allison has nothing. Rumor Girl has nothing past episode three or four. 
Yeah. Um, Kitty but Pride. It did have somewhat decent. Kitty Pride. K- Kitty Pride. She's Kitty in uh in X three. Nah, she's she's Vanya. She's like she's even in Buddy Beyond Two Souls she, for fuck's sake, Xander. Just she's Juno. Watch other stuff. Play something. She's Juno. <laughs> um. So okay. So uh, shit. Ellen Page is again the main part of the end of the story. Because uh, she's like the main, like she's the biggest actress in the show, um, and it. But like, it started really well. Her storyline as being part of this family dynamic who gets uh, into a uh, um, entanglement with the mom. But once yeah. once her powers come back, it gets boring again because her power is just, as I said earlier, just power. power. Um, I said I the mu- Mason from college. The uh, the <laughs> the music is infuriating to the point that it makes me forget about all the good shit in this genuinely fun show. Uh, that's that's again personal opinion for me though. I know it's meant to be more of a popcorn blockbustery type TV show that's meant to be a lot of fun, and it does that brilliantly. But with every other option for TV at the moment, it just doesn't feel like necessary watching. There's hundreds of better shows out there that I think are better than this, so I'm gonna go watch one of them. I mean, you watch this though. I did watch this, and I just know that we'll... It's not like you could go watch it and just forget about this, because you've watched it now, and you I... have to watch the third season when it comes out. I do, but that's because we're going to have to talk about it on this. But I don't... Oh, yeah. I think, after this season, I think if I didn't do this, I wouldn't watch the third season. I I would have. I genuinely really enjoyed the show. It's just, you turn your brain off, you watch the show, that's you it, enjoy it. it. This, is, this is almost like a Fast and Furious type TV show. Well, it's not nearly that bad. It's um, it's it's it's, it's more just it's like not, it's not as dumb it's as more that. like Iron Man. Yeah, more like a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, and that that's okay. That's all I need. Yeah, like I don't need something as profound and as deep as The Boys is at times because like The Boys yeah. can be pretty deep. It goes into it very very well. Definitely, but I don't need that. I need something fun and chill and just relaxing to watch and eat gummy bears too, which I did with this. <laughs> yeah, it's um. It's a, it is a, it's a fun show, and like, like I said, it's, it's a blockbustery popcorn type show that anyone can hop into and enjoy. It's got some interesting concepts, um, that I don't think are used to their fullest potential at times. But like, yeah, yeah, there's some wasted potential, but like, overall, it's still good. I think yeah. I think the thing the reason I'm so negative on this is because I want it to be so much more than it is. I want the, I want this to be my favorite show. Because yeah, it has I think that's just because it got it's a lot of people's favorite show. It it has it has the, all of the things that I would say like yeah, this is what I want my favorite show to be like. If I was to if I yeah. was to imagine my be- the best show in the world, it's got these sort of things and this show has these sort of things, but it just doesn't it just doesn't do all of them correctly. Yeah, you know, I I see what you mean. Personally, it's not my favorite show. It's far from it, but it's a it's a damn good show, mm. and I enjoy it quite a lot. I, I think it's a lot of fun, and you know, I just enjoy watching it. Like I I enjoy rewatching it as well. I really enjoyed rewatching the first season. I'm pro- I I feel like rewatching it now because it's just something you can sit back and relax and watch. Definitely, it's a very bingeable show. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's very bingeable. And that's what Netflix are best at. They make a lot of very bingeable shows. I watched um, I watched a video on uh, YouTube. Oh, hold on, my mum's shouting me. Oh, no worries. What? Oh, you're gonna have to give me two seconds, mate. No worries, mate. Take your time. No worries. Just talk with Bell or something. Oh, I was going to. Uh. 
I wasn't, I was just gonna sit here in silence. That's not true. Do you wanna watch a film later? Sure, what film? Oh. If <laughs> to, to, to inform Xander's podcast, he just Wait, what? fell off his chair. <laughs> yes! I tried leaning back in my fold-up chair, and it, oh, and it, and it folded. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just on the floor. <laughs> Hi down there. Thanks, David. My butt really hurts. You're welcome. Good. I've got in my scrapbook. Cheers. <laughs> Wait, have you taken a photo of it? Yeah. Can you somehow send it to me, please? Yeah, I'll send it to Xander. No, just follow me on Instagram and send it <laughs> me. I need more followers. Yeah. I need clout. Oh, shit, no. The chair just broke. Are you fucking <laughs> That's what that was. That's what that was. <laughs> the photo now. Yeah, that shouldn't be bent. <laughs> oh really, Xander? That sounds like quite the problem. That just that just folded. It was so smooth. So exactly how did the the falling off happen, Belle? He was literally just sat on it, and it was like slow motion, <laughs> and it was so smooth. He just <laughs> slid to the floor. <laughs> and oh sat my there god! Whilst I wet myself. Whoa! You've got another. He's got a backup. There were two chairs in one of the other rooms. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Xander, just get yourself an epic gamer chair. Why are you looking fine. at me like that? I'm not that fat, okay? <laughs> this hasn't. Jesus. That's not what I was thinking. I was thinking that's an odd chair. So. Xander fell off his chair. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave this in again, aren't I? For f***'s sake. <laughs> this episode's going to be so f long again we'll have a short one this week oh we'll have a short one this week <laughs> yeah we'll have a short one and he just falls off his chair constantly the recording's already two hours 20 but to be fair i think I, I think we've only actually been talking for like an hour and a half yeah because considering you know we've both like been doing shit yeah, yeah. um right so, so uh, did you have a nice trip it's a bit rude that he didn't send you a postcard, really, innit? <laughs> Alright, Xander, I'm gonna head off. I'll, um, I'll see you next fall. Right. Right. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll have enough of that, alright? Not having this disrespect. Wait, no, I need to Google more. I need to find out more falling jokes. No, you jokes. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> falling jokes. Um... <sighs> <laughs> Xander, how do you take the stairs? Do you go one, two, four, seven, twelve? Because <laughs> you don't hit every single one. That was the joke. 
Because you start with one, two, then you drop down one, four, and then you drop down a few, seven, <laughs> and you drop down to the bottom, which is 12. Yeah, just a bit, love. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thinker. It's, it's a thinker, it's a thinker. <laughs> um, so this show, it's it's good. Uh, we like it, but it's... Um, I don't think the show... I don't think the third season can be better than this one. I mean, well, at the same time, though, with the fact that, like, they're going off of them, like, they're setting up something new other than the apocalypse, it allows for a lot more different stuff. It does, you're right. Um, but can I just say, Xander, do you know how to sing London Bridge Has Fallen Down? Because if not, you should take a shot at it. <laughs> Why? Because you just fell down. That was a, that was a bad one. I'm so close to hanging up. <laughs> Oh, it's a shame um, I'm not in the room with you. Yeah, i i like the um I like the idea of like doing shit with JFK. I find that I find that topic really interesting. So anything that's about JFK, I'll watch. Yeah. So um, you know, I think that's that gripped me this season because you know that kind of stuff interests me. For like we do wrap it up though, um, and we start doing the recommendations. I've uh, just found out a small bit of news. What is it? Uh, you know um, the Batman Arkham games? Yes. The developers are, have confirmed their new game, finally. Oh, it's the Suicide Squad game. Justice League versus Suicide Squad game. I thought you were going to make another f***ing falling over joke. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, they have kind of fallen in grace, just like Xander. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Twitter while I was pooping earlier. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> well, they just said that in front of Bell as well. <laughs> Everyone poops, David. <laughs> that could no, I can only think of bloody uh, what's it called? Um, Family Guy. That's it. That that one show. That one show. Whenever I hear everybody, whenever I hear everybody poops. Sweet. Right. Yeah. Um, we like the show. Um, most people do. We know that James does, so um, next time we have him on, we'll ask his opinions on the show, so you guys can hear those yeah. as well. Um, yeah, cool. We're done with that. Hello to everyone that missed all the spoilers. You can listen now. Yeah. You missed you miss a lot of fun. Off of the podcast. Yeah. I fell over. That's the only thing you really missed. <laughs> Sanders on the floor. I'm not on the floor anymore. I got a new chair. <laughs> yeah, but you are in this picture. Oh, for f- <laughs> sake! <laughs> I just looked over at Bella. She's giving me a look, like he. <laughs> God damn it! Right. I also now have one more follower. Yay! I have clout. Hey, David. I think I want to marry you. What? Where's my phone? Um, Shit, actually, on the floor. It doesn't matter. I've got my notes page on here. Hey, David. Hey, Xander. It's, it's time for you to sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd. Uh, I hate that you still say that. <laughs> um, I'm probably I'm gonna do a movie and a game. I'm gonna do the game first. Okay. Um, it's not going to be Dead by Daylight, like I said I would to you, because um, you've clearly bought it. 
Have I? Um, yes. Are you sure, you are you sure about will. that? You you will. Are 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 you sure about that? The, the the council has agreed that you shall you know buy Dead by Daylight. So. Yeah, your mate sent me a text saying get it yeah. in forty eight hours. It's like no, I'm I'm Why? I'm all right. Cheers. Why not? Because <laughs> why won't it. you buy it? Because I don't want it. Wh- also, which mate was it? Kai. Kai, of course it was. The only one who ever who has ever spoken to me. <laughs> right, we'll find a way to get you to get you to get it anyway. I'm going to recommend a uh, small little indie game developed by literally one person um, called Stardew Valley. So Stardew Valley is just Harvest Moon. It is literally a farming simulator, top-down pixel art farming simulator where you just grow crops and you go around the town just trying to please people and be friends with everybody. It is the most wholesome game ever. And I am addicted again. I um, got it when we were in college. Um, and I put 55 hours into it when I first got it on my PlayStation 4 um, within one week. I okay. don't know how. I forgot to <laughs> eat whilst playing this game. Good lord. Yeah. Um, and now I have about 13 hours of it on my Switch whilst having to watch Umbrella Academy, go to work, and record a podcast and play other games with my mates because, you know, I have to be social. Yeah. Because apparently that's a thing in life. <laughs> God, imagine. Um, oh, imagine having to be social. F- <laughs> Weirdos. But yeah, um, I I love it to bits. It's such a cute game. The music is incredible. The the gameplay is super addictive. It's literally like the most te- like not even a tedious. It's just the most boring looking game. Yeah, like, it's not fun to watch. But it's one of those games where you just get lost in it for hours on end, and then you realize it's 4 a.m. And I don't mean no. in-game. I mean, yeah, 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 I, yeah. in IRL, it's 4 a.m. <laughs> you just look outside, and you see, like, two birds f- <coughs> So, yeah. Is that the dedic- is that the allocated time for, for some bird f- 4 a.m.? Well, yeah. Like, 4 a- like that's when I hear all the birds screaming at 4 a.m., so I imagine a f- <laughs> not all not Not all animals sound like foxes when they're humping, David. Well, yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Have you ever heard a dog just go, Because it's humping? Yes, yes. My answer is yes. Were you humping the dog? Anyway. <laughs> there you go, guys. That... I think I think I found the title for this episode. <laughs> David f***ed a dog. No, Z- Xander breaks chairs and David f***ed dogs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Whilst my friend laughs at me. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it. Xander falls off his chair and David f- dogs gone wrong. <laughs> oh god, gone sexual. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to open up with that moment where it's just like bloody um you, like bells are like she's got her legs open on my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell whether that was you slamming your de- desk or her punching the camera so she could punch me. <laughs> it was me slamming my desk. Did Belle enjoy the joke? She looks very uncomfortable. I feel like she's about to unfollow me. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Don't. I need the clout. She's going to report you. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) 
Um, how much would uh, you sell this yeah. game for? Uh, I mean, you can buy it for like 11 quid, but I'd say 20. 20 quid, wow. Fair. Fair plays, man. I mean, for physical edition, 20. For digital, the 11 pound, yeah, perfect. Um, so, like, physical edition brings up a map and everything like that. It's dead cute. Nice. I um, yeah. I haven't done much this week, so I've just been watching Umbrella Academy. Oh, so wow. I surprising for you. You usually watch like seventy two movies in one day. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I say that I've still watched five movies. So, but I watched. I'll go with this one. I rewatched Searching. Okay. Have you seen this? No. Okay, so this came out in twenty eighteen, and um. This to date is the uh, is part of the greatest night I ever had at the cinema, because um, okay. in 2018 I went to watch this, and then straight after I went to watch Upgrade. Nice. So it was I'll like the, drink. the best night at the cinema I've yeah. ever had for like quality of movies. I wish I could have gone to see Upgrade in cinema. Uh, so Searching follows John Cho, uh, who's a, a, a single dad. Well, a, a widowed dad, even. And uh, his daughter goes missing one night. And uh, it's about him trying to help the police track her down. And um, it's all set on a computer screen. Yeah. like Kind of like an Unfriended, but instead of yeah, a horror film, say, it's, it's, a, a thriller. it's a thriller. The way this movie is, like... It, this movie is so insanely well done. It is genuinely one I've seen it like maybe four or five times, and it is still Nerd. super intense. Like every time I watch it, it's I'm still like like during the middle, I'm like, oh my god, what has happened? Because you forget about little things that he comes across, yeah. and there's also like the makers of this movie were so clever when making it because like on all the websites he goes to and all the news sites, there's actually like hidden plot lines so yeah. like there's if you look at all the news articles on the side and not like at one point the um hashtag find margo because she's the girl's yeah. called margo is trending on twitter and underneath there's another hashtag that like um implies some sort of alien like discovery and yeah. if you look at all the news websites the related news is like like purple lightning and NASA had to meet with the president urgently and stuff like that. Yeah. So it pl- gives out this really interesting alien plot as well. So it's, it's got all these hidden details, like completely different movies that are in like hidden in the sidelines of this already insanely brilliant movie. The, um, cool. the performances are great from John Cho specifically um and it it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand so like yeah. you it will it gives you all the answers at the start basically it's it's one of these movies where if you if you are watching it it will reward you for watching it like you yeah. will like something will happen early on and then it'll come back and you'll be like shit i remember that so it re- it rewards you for paying attention and yeah. so you you kind of become it's almost like uh, did you watch uh, Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix? No. The uh, documentary, Bell's Nodding. Um, it's it's about these this Facebook group who try and track down 
a guy who was killing kittens on the internet and posting it to yeah post it online. I what it was about and yeah, it's it, it looked interesting yeah and it's kind of like just reddit people solving murders and it kind of feels like that so it feels like you're trying to solve this murder with him and that's all because yeah. it's based on this computer screen so it really brings you into it and there's a lot of twists and a lot of moments like i watched it with uh, my flat and all all three of them like at different points were like no wait what that can't no and like that those are the sort of reactions that i had when first watching it and like seeing those reactions yeah. again from people who hadn't seen it it's so great it's yeah. so great doing that um i also made them watch upgrade this week and they uh when that guy's head gets nearly cut off at the start, I was just staring at all of them with like this big grin on my face, and all three of them were like, "Oh Jesus, oh yeah. oh God!" Like, I um I did the I did the same thing, but with um, John Wick three in the cinema with my mates because I um, oh yeah I went to see it obviously by myself, um then with you, then with my mates yeah, um and when it was the horse scene, I looked over to my mate Owen to watch his reaction, <laughs> and I just saw him go, "Ooh." Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. He aimed a horse at a man. He aimed a horse. He he reloaded the horse, is what he did. He reloaded the horse. Oh, yeah. Uh, I meant to also do this. Um, hi, Becky. Yeah, so I net searching these now on Netflix, so you can get it for free. If you would, It's available on Blu-ray as well. But, so if you were going to buy it on Blu-ray, I would still probably sell this. I want people to see it. And it's yeah. one of those movies you can watch again. Which is why I'd set. I'd want to sell it for a bigger price. So I want to sell it for about twelve quid. But, but you're I, going to sell. It, I'm guessing shots like smaller, so people would watch. I it. don't think people will pay more than six quid because it's like a, yeah. quite a small film, and but people are very skeptical about the computer nature of it. Yeah, like that's why my dad won't watch it because it's like it's all on a computer screen. So it's a hard sell. But if you if you trust me, twelve quid. If you don't, six quid. Okay, I don't trust you, so sick quid. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's on Netflix, though. Do check it out. And yeah. um, I watched another movie this week. Yeah. And um, it's a... It's an interesting one. It's a... Um, it's it's a, my one of my best friends, like, one of his favourite movies. And yeah. um, he's been wanting me to watch it for a while. Uh, so I, 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 I caved in and uh, it's this beautiful coming of age story that um, deals with like uh, the theme of like starting again and stuff like that and you know being good to people you've wronged in the past and stuff like that and it's a really beautiful mo- movie like the cinematography is stunning and uh, but it's the, like the one thing that I think will turn a lot of people off is that it's animated yeah. Um and it's called a silent voice. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna have to go and put the electric on so I don't have to like, you know, fuck out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I've got electric. It's okay it's all good. Okay. Okay. That, so, I wasn't actually expecting that at all. When you said you got a surprise for me, I thought you were gonna say, Oh right. I watched I um I don't know, like I bought something and it's gonna be another Nick Cage hoodie. Some no. stupid shit like that. No, um, yeah, I uh, I watched The Silent Voice. Um, Finally, been telling you to watch this for <laughs> five years, Xander. Five years. Um, yeah, it's all right. 
No, it's a, it's a. I was about to hang. If I wasn't using my e-cig, I was going to hang up. Then uh, it's a beautiful movie. It's um, it's like stunningly shot and like. I, well, animated. Animated, yeah. I, I keep saying shot because you know what? I'm just going to keep referring to it as shot because this is. Yeah. If this was live action, this would totally get more recognition, but it doesn't because it's an anime. Well, yeah. Just because it's an anime, but the thing is, like, anime has this really bad reputation because, you know, tits and boobs and jiggle physics, yada yada. And also, but like, all the girls have, like, like really short easily... skirts on in this as well. Yeah. This could easily work as a live action. The only reason it doesn't is because the animation adds charm. And the one thing, like, one of the details that I love about this film as well is the, um, like, covering the faces. Yes. Yeah. Like, I like the that X's well. over the eyes. I thought that was gorgeous yeah, oh my god you finally watched this movie um there was there was uh one more moment that i actually i actually told jay to rewind it and so we could watch it again it was when um <laughs> when he's when the main guy's best mate is like talking to uh the deaf girl's sister and he doesn't realize it's a girl yeah he's like oh yeah how's it going lad you know you're one of the guys now and he says and the other guy says yeah no that's her sister and it like cuts to him and he's just like five miles away in the background. He's like, yeah, okay, nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. And that just, that just killed me off. I thought that was hilarious. Did you watch the dub or the sub? A dub. See, that like the only thing that I'm going to say is if you ever do rewatch it, rewatching the sub because I remember watching a bit of the dub and there was just some bits where like the voice acting was horrendous and it just made the scene funny rather than adorable. Yeah. Like the like um, the voice actor for well, voice actress for the uh, main girl in it, it's phenomenal, and she like puts so much you know attention into it. Yeah. Because like that the opening like half hour or so when it's like the well not half hour like opening twenty minutes or so when it's um her being bullied in school. Yeah. Like when she's crying, it sounds funnier in the um dub, whereas in the like sub it is genuinely heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, it genuinely broke me the first time I watched it. I could not stop weeping See, like, this movie you, how horrible it was. Jay, Jay had seen it before as well, and he, he loves it. And he was like, get ready to get some tissues out. I didn't cry. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had to cry at any point in this movie. I think in the sub you might have, to be honest. Because, like, once again, the voice acting isn't as good in the dub at all. Right. In any dub, it just doesn't fit as well. Like, that's the annoying fit. Like, I know I sound like a full-on weeb when i say this like the dub always suck but the dub does always suck because like certain choices certain acts because like they have to get a big name actor to do the dub yeah. so that people will see it and that's fair enough i can understand that completely because this is a very niche film yeah it this is. is something that you wouldn't see out of outside of japan unless you literally act, like love anime yeah i got recommended this out of nowhere because my mate was just like oh it's a really good movie and i, I fell in love with it like every second of the film yeah. The uh, the opening is so dark as well. Like it really sets the tone for the entire movie when he's yeah, it um, does. on that bridge. It does. And, and like, like he's oh, Like I said, this is it. just a this is just a teen coming of age drama. And I think like like I said, if this was live action, this would probably have been nominated for some sort of award. Hundred like, percent. Big award. Because it's Yeah, it's a really interesting story. Like we I, Yeah. I, I, me and um me and Molly hadn't seen it before, so when we watched it, we yeah. were like, there were there were some bits we were like, it was a bit weird, like the um, the girl who's also the bully, yeah. like goes on the Ferris wheel with her and has a go on the Ferris wheel, 
she's yeah. she never comes across as like just that one mate in the group who's like just like kind of says it how it is and is kind of a dick until the final scene and we didn't know whether that was intentional or whether she like they they always wanted her to be just always a part of the group just kind of a dick to I'm, everyone i'm not 100 sure on that because i i i think it won't like in the sub i never got that but um i don't know about the manga because i know it is a manga as well right um i feel like in the manga it might have changed a little bit from that because obviously yeah. like to do like i think it's a six part manga to do that in two hours is quite hard yeah to show everything but they did a fantastic um, job. the art style as well is beautiful kind of just i like, will say as well it felt this is probably because it was we started it really late yeah. and i'd been at work and i was super tired and i and it got like it felt really long but like that was just because i was tired that's not yeah. because the movie is long yeah no like personally i didn't feel like that was just because i was in the mood for a movie and i was yeah, in the exactly. mood for watching something foreign i was in the mood for this i knew you gotta be in the mood for a foreign film definitely like 100 percent, no matter what especially even if it's dubbed no matter what you gotta be in the mood for especially for an anime film as well you gotta be like in that kind of mood because it's just a bit weird to like just say to your mates oh yeah we're gonna watch this anime Unless yeah definitely we've been a group of big weaves definitely and it's just a beautiful movie and now you have to watch your name yeah i was gonna say watching this has made me want to watch that as well because if this your is... name isn't as good of a movie if, but it's a gorgeous movie yeah if if that is anything like this then i will i will definitely enjoy it so i think it's the same i know it's the same animation studio oh right cool um and i think it's the same writer oh nice um, it's either the same writer or director um he's also um if you want to watch more of the guy who does your name he's also got a um film coming out called weathering with you which looks phenomenal it came out it's um got 91 percent. yep it's not out in the uk though i don't think it came out it, it was on at the cinema was it yeah it was on at the cinema last year fuck yeah, was, they were showing it in IMAX in Leeds. Yeah, it's um, got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Your name has uh, 9 out of 10, 8, 8.4 on IMDb, and 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good lord. So, yeah, I'll, you've um, got to admit, this is a damn good movie. Yeah, I want to uh, I want to check that out. I'll probably watch that in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, solid movie, though. I thought, a silent voice, that's a recommend from both of us now. And it also means that I don't have to watch it in that rut of like 40 movies that we've got to watch in a couple of weeks yeah <laughs> um more on that later um yeah. is is that everything uh yeah i'm gonna quickly just recommend um ghost story oh by the way how much would you sell it for um it's a hard sell again i'd go with yeah seven Seven quid. If I'm going, like, if I'm going with what I want people to buy it for, like, because it's like what I would sell it for is twelve. But yeah, I'd agree with you on the seven quid just because it is a harder sell. Cause, it's like, a much harder one, sell. Anime, foreign, and you know, yeah, it's not everybody's. No, it's not. It, yeah, no, definitely. But um, yeah, I'm um, gonna quickly recommend Ghost Stories. I watched it finally this week. I've been meaning to watch it for two years since it came out. Brilliant. Um, you it's, were a bit. I. You were a bit mixed on this, yeah. weren't you? So I loved the film overall. I thought that um, Ghost Stories was a good, damn, a damn good horror movie. It had some good horror moments, and it had a fantastic cast. Yeah. But my problems with it were mainly the ending. 
Um, on a first watch, anyway. I don't know about um, a second watch. I haven't like rewatched it yet, obviously. Um, but I just I felt like the ending came out of nowhere on a first watch. It and considering like when it comes to British horror, I'm used to specific kind of things. Like with British horror, you're used to a lot of specific ways in in horror. Yeah. In um, like when it comes to that kind of thing, like the suspenseness, the the way that they do camera, the way they do ghosts, this and the other, and the stories that they tell in it are fantastic. I thought, yeah. um, like especially Martha, like Alex Lawther's is probably my favorite film. Definitely, his um, his performance it, it, is his really acting. Yeah, because yeah. like he starts off as this really weird kid, and you're like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? And then yeah. it cuts to when it, where he was, and he acts like a normal, semi-normal human being. Yeah, he's just a very worried person. Yeah, but then like he's completely different. What not like when you see him in the present, and it's like, wow, this has really messed him up. Whatever's going to happen here, really, really messed yeah. with. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to like like his stories, I think my favorite moment in the movie as well was um, when he was in the car and just like day. <gasps> that yeah he just runs out of the car when he, there's two moments <laughs> in that the scene reaction there's two moments in that scene there's that moment and there's the moment just before when he's trying to get signal and he's like squatting and pushing his phone up in the air he goes oh two <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to get signal like, it's, the mo- it's the most british thing possible yeah definitely um uh, yeah I, I thought it was a good good film it was just the um the ending just for me anyway came out of nowhere it just like kind of happened it was a good ending but i felt like the movie could have been like 15 minutes longer and build up to it a little bit more and explain it a little bit more right so no spoilers because i I know there was a lot of teasers no spoilers this movie is better the second time because the first time i watched it i had the same reaction as you i was like wow that came kind of came out of nowhere okay but then re-watching it it doesn't like there are signs literally everywhere in the movie so the- I, I know of a couple that i saw i noticed them um whilst i was watching the films like why is that like that's a, that's a bit weird yeah but i feel like if i do rewatch, it i'll notice all of the signs possible you will like just pointing Definitely. towards every single moment just like oh right it, it teases it a hell of a lot definitely it literally tells you the ending probably the, there's a moment the the moment that scares me the most in that movie is with Martin Freeman when he oh looks in the corner and sees his wife and she like yeah. just runs at him and like stands in front of him and just screams yeah and it's that's, like I, that's like the classic British horror but it's like st- she she that it stays on her for too long like just just too yeah. long to make it super uncomfortable so she screams at you but like the voice goes really deep as well and demony. And it just sends yeah. shivers down my spine every single time. Yeah. See, with me, I, I didn't get scared at pretty much any point in this movie. I, like, when it comes to horror, it's, it's hard for me to get scared. I, yeah, I you kind of you kind of outgrow it a bit, don't you? Yeah, like, I've, I've watched a lot of horror. I've watched a lot of schlocky horror as well. Yeah. Um, I've watched a lot of good horror. There's very rarely any horror that actually... Gen- the only horror that actually genuinely scared me as a kid was um, Halloween. And yeah. that's why it's my favourite like horror movie of all time. The original... Um, 1982? 78. 70, fucking hell, four years after. <laughs> I think 1982 is um, Halloween 3, isn't it? Probably. But yeah, um, like the original Halloween is my favourite horror film of all time. It's one of mine. Because it scared me to death as a kid. 
Yeah. Because the unknown presence of Michael Myers, knowing that he's just around the corner almost at all times. Yeah. And the music and everything like that, it just fits so well together. And even to this day, it still creeps me out a little bit, even <laughs> though I've watched it probably like a hundred times. Um, well, How much would you sell Ghost Stories for? I'd sell it for six quid. Six like, quid. That, that is exactly how much I'd sell for. That's not, it's not a hard sell. It's a good horror movie. Yeah. It's um, turn your brain. It's like for first watch, it's turn your brain off. Enjoy it. Um, I can I, if I end up rewatching it at any point, um, I'll let you know on a update on how much I'd sell it for because Definitely. I feel like on a rewatch you'll make Definitely it a much do. more interesting experience. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I'd say six quid. I'm pretty sure that's how much I bought it for when I originally got it as well. Anyway, so oh, right, because <laughs> I got it on my um, Sky Store when it came out, but it was a very cheap film when it came out because it it made like no money in the box office. No, it didn't. Even though I saw it, I saw it, I ended up seeing it twice in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have um, a quick look at the box office. Uh, and then I'll load IMDb, and then I'll wrap things up. Yes. Uh, so gross worldwide four point one mil. <laughs> Nothing then. Yeah. Uh, okay. the it costs. Um, it doesn't say. <laughs> It'll be cheap. Yeah. The it, most. It feels like a cheap movie. The most expensive thing in that movie will have been Martin Freeman. Yeah, hundred percent. Martin Freeman, and then maybe Alex Lawler afterwards. <laughs> no. Nah, he was very, he was big at the time when that came out. Like he was just off the hooks of um, Black Mirror. Think, was it called? Black yeah, Mirror Black and Mirror. End of the and world. End of the World. Yeah. Like he he was just off of the hooks of them. So, you know, like he was a big name for a second. Yeah. Um. But yeah, fair enough. Right, that's gonna do it for this week. Yeah. Thank you, David, for coming on again, as always. Yeah. You um for um, falling off your chair. <sighs> Next week <laughs> is going to be a really fun episode, and it's hopefully going to become kind of a series. Yeah. This is from the great mind of Mr. Alex Woods, who will be joining us next week. Um, the 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 uh, member of the band Flat Moon. Yeah. Um, and we're doing a game of two truths and a lie, where basically but... we have we have given each other three movies, two of which we like, and one of them we don't. And yes. we're going to introduce each movie, talk about them together, and then decide which one we like, which ones the other people like, and which ones they don't. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really interesting uh, interesting topic. And, um, it, you know... It's going to be a fun one. Uh, definitely a fun episode to listen to, so don't miss out. Um, <laughs> cool. Right. There'll be... Um, as I, as we're recording this, a new bonus clip from last week's podcast has gone up on the Facebook, okay. Twitter, and Instagram pages. So make sure you're following them to get those bonus clips. There'll be a, there'll definitely be at least one from this week, maybe even two. Because yeah, uh, yeah you, there were, you there... fell off your chair for God's sake. F- off, man. All right, <laughs> leave it alone. Um, nope. So yeah, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for those extra clips. Follow David on Instagram and Twitter because um, he's lonely. I need I need the clout. He needs please. the clout. I, I need no internet famousness. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you to everyone that's yeah. listening. We are, by the way, 
one um, the interview I did with Tom Origins a few weeks ago has now officially hit over a hundred views on YouTube. So I want to thank every single person who's watched that and listened to it and enjoyed it. Nice. Um, that's really exciting for me. So thank you. We are nearly at a hundred starts on Spotify. So uh, hopefully by the end of the month we can we can get to a hundred. That would be in- incredible. Um, I we could do it. And yeah, we're we're looking forward to next week. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Right. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, hopefully we uh, TV'd you in quite enough. Oh, God. <laughs> Bringing it back. Uh, Bringing it back from the opening. Remember that? Remember when we talked about that? No, it was too long ago. Remember that? It was like... It was it, so long ago. We've been recording now. This recording is nearly three hours. And oh, we can probably God. we we can probably cut about an hour out of this as well. That's insane. Do you, do you know when next week's going to be, David? What? Next week's going to be a short one, right? It's not. It's <laughs> not at all. It's definitely it's not. not. It's definitely going to be We've got to watch nine. We've got to watch six movies each. You're going to watch nine because you're a little pleb. <laughs> yeah, You're probably going to watch 15 in that week as well, altogether. Yeah, probably. Probably. I'll be watching other stuff as well. <laughs> right. Um, thank you to everyone who's been listening till the end for some reason. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, yeah. sweet we'll see you next week bye bye we did it we smashed it we did it finally boom right I'm In gonna go and have my tea <laughs>